Good morning, everyone. My name is Will Coral, and I'm a junior at the Central Florida Aerospace Academy, and I serve as a youth praise team student connector for our youth ministry each week. Today we're going to be reading from the book of Luke, chapter 15, verses 31 through 32 from the Common English Bible. Then his father said, Son, you are always with me, and everything I have is yours. But we had to celebrate and be glad because this brother of yours was dead and is alive. He was lost and is found. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Good morning. My name is Aubrey Warren, and I am a senior in the IB program at Bartow High School. I have planned to attend the University of South Florida in the fall to study biomedical sciences. I serve as the student connector on Youth Council, and I'm honored to be giving the message today. The theme of Youth Sunday, if you cannot tell already, is that the lost will be found. Before we begin, let's open up in a word of prayer. Dear God, we gather here today to talk about the truth, the truth that no matter how lost we are, no matter how far we stray away from you, you are always there for us. You love us no matter what, you are with us all the time. When others may leave, you are still there. Let us be reminded of this. Amen. So we are going to begin with a little true or false poll. This will be interactive. So if you think that the statement is true, you will raise your hand. And if you think that it is false, you will keep your hand down. So we will begin with a simple question to get us started and in the hang of things. So the first statement is, the sky is blue. So if you think this is true, raise your hand. And if you think this is false, keep your hand down. All right. So this is true. And now that we have the hang of this, we're going to move into the real thing. So the first one is, according to John Hopkins Medicine, about one in four adults of the age 18 and older suffer from a diagnosable mental disorder each year. If you think this is true, raise your hand. And if you think it's false, keep your hand down. This statement is true. So our next statement is, According to the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, an estimated 30% of adolescents have had a mental health disorder at some point in their lives. If you think this is true, raise your hand, and if you think it's false, keep your hand down. All right, you can put your hands down. This statement is false. It is an estimated 49.5% of adolescents that have had a mental health disorder at some point in their lives. So... I get this is a heavy subject and a heavy start to your morning. It may not have been what you would expected out of youth, but this is a subject very important to me. And after seeing all the cardboard testimonies from last year that mentioned struggles with mental health, including my own, I knew this is what I wanted to speak about. In fact, I remember coming home that Sunday, and my dad was talking about it, and I can hear the worry in his voice, which is not something I hear often. I also remember seeing the tears in my mother's eyes and also in the tears of others' eyes in the congregation, some who didn't even have youth that they knew, but they cared. So now I'm going to share a little bit about my life story with you guys. We all have things in life that irritate us or bother us to the point where it affects our everyday lives. For some, it may be work. You may have a job that makes you unhappy and it affects your entire life. But for me, that irritant in my life is my depression and my anxiety. 
It takes over my life to where the point where I let it take control of me. There are times where I've skipped school because of it, and there are even times where I avoided church because of it. This thing and this irritation sucks out all of the joy and the peace in my life. This kind of reminds me of oysters. So oysters struggle every day with sand. When the sand enters the shell of an oyster, it bothers them. Think of of it as having sand in your eyes. But with oysters, something incredible happens. But that story will have to continue on later. Mental illness for us irritates us like the sand in the oyster. But like how oysters are not alone in this struggle, we are also not alone. I would like everyone to close their eyes. Keep your eyes closed and raise your hand if either you or someone you know has a mental illness. Now, keep your hands up and open your eyes. As you can see, you are not alone. You may lower your hands now. I've had some times in my life where I got so deep into it that I felt lost and I felt alone. I have been Baker acted twice, and for those who don't know what that means, it's when you are hospitalized for reasons related to your mental health. I was hospitalized once in the spring of 2022 and again a few months ago. The first time was difficult because it was during COVID, and youth group was on Zoom, and typically it was only me and one other person there. The second time, I was struggling with my social life at school. I had friends at church, but that was the only place that I had friends. At school, I had no one, and it was difficult because for teenagers, that's where most of our friends come from. Many of my so-called friends at school did not enjoy being around me because I, quote, killed their vibe or I was always down, and I guess it never occurred to them that maybe I just needed a friend. During my second time in the hospital, I was allowed visitors. I was in the hospital for six days, and this was the week that Pastor Andy had his visitations, and he visited me for all but one of those days. In fact, I saw him more than my own parents during that week. During my stay, we were also visited by the hospital chaplain, who in fact attends our church. And although I was scared and embarrassed to see a familiar face, I was reminded that God is always there. I shouldn't have been scared or embarrassed, but I was. I was scared to see people I knew. But why? If I was there for another reason, like a broken bone or a respiratory infection, I wouldn't have been embarrassed to see people I knew. I was there for an illness just like anyone else, seeking treatment. And if God can heal and love the blind and the leopards, then he can heal and love me too. Luke chapter 15, verses 31 through 32 says that, My son, the father said, you are always with me. And everything I have is yours. But we had to celebrate and be glad. Because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. This scripture comes from the end of the prodigal son. And for those who do not know the story, um, a younger brother asks his father for all of his inheritance. And the father agrees and gives it to him. And then he spends all of the money and becomes homeless. He returns, and his father and his brother welcome him back with open arms. This story is a parable, and parables are stories that Jesus told us to teach us a lesson. 
This parable particularly shows us that God's love for us is not determined by our level of faith or attachment to materialistic items or whether we sin or not. His love for us is unconditional. Like the son in the story, no matter how far we go from God, he will always love us unconditionally. You know, I can't imagine what it is to be an adult today. There are many things that can make you feel lost, such as not knowing how to parent, having a difficult marriage, being single, or having financial issues. These things may make you feel lost. They may make you want to stray away from God, and they may make you think, why is this happening to me? But no matter what, God is there. So let's go back to the story of the oyster. That dirt and sand that gets stuck in the shell of the oyster turns into something amazing. It turns into a pearl. Like oysters, God takes these awful, these terrible irritants in our lives, and he reminds us that we will always have these. And no matter what it is, it'll turn into something beautiful in the eyes of God, and he will never stop loving us. Let's pray. Dear God, you are the light of the world. You are the one true God. You are our best friend, our father, and our creator. You remain with us always. When we go far, you pull us back in. When we wander away from you, like the youngest brother in the parable of the prodigal son, you continue to love us unconditionally. This love you have for us is like a love no other. There is no other love as strong as yours. I pray for those in our youth, in our congregation, and in our community who are struggling with depression and anxiety. I pray that they may be reminded that you are always there for them and that no matter how lost they may seem, they know that they have been found by you. Amen. So now, as you guys may know, we are getting a new building. I am sad that I will be gone when the new building is done in the middle of July, but it's okay because this summer I will be serving as a camp counselor at Warren Willis, and I am so excited. This new building will be called the... (laughs) This new building will be called the Youth and Community Outreach Center. One of the fathers of our youth, Ben Coplo, handcrafted this cross. It can be seen on the slide or right here. And this cross will be placed on the altar of our new worship space in the new building. It means so much to us because it was handcrafted by the father of Madeline Coplo and Evan Coplo. And they are two members of our youth. The log at the bottom is from a tree that fell after a hurricane. And the wood on the outside is oak wood, and the wood on the inside is blood wood. The wood is all natural with no stains, and we cannot wait to have this beautiful piece in our new building. This cross means so much to us. Jesus means so much to these youth and to this congregation. We want to surround you this morning all around the congregation and share with you the benediction that we say every week at the end of youth group. My name is Emily Felgenhauer. I'm the director of youth ministries. It is an honor and a privilege to be in ministry with all of you loving on our students. 
So as we surround you in the congregation, would you please rise with us and hold your hands out and receive this benediction together. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Go in peace.